faith and stability. And total tranquility. I'm building off your energy. You listen to the enemy. You're my peace, not my enemy. My lover and my friend indeed. Together we will grow the seed growing orgasmic energy. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of Orgasmic Vibes. We are your host, Grant Michaels. And I'm Queen Shay. And we'd like to welcome, welcome you, welcome you to another great episode. We got an interesting topic today. Interesting topic. Look excited to bring it to you. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I feel like I can't ask those fake questions, you know, <laughs> like, so how's your week been? You know, I live with you. I already know the answer to How's the family? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. <laughs> but very interesting topic today. Um, excited to bring, we're excited to bring it to you. Um dive right in dive right in you know it is an essential piece to this this thing we call marriage so uh let's say you asked 100 people you know uh what are some key things that you require in your relationship or your marriage what would a few things be for you the top answers happiness love and sexual satisfaction mm, okay interesting i mean some may say happiness is love or Love is sexual satisfaction or vice versa. I disagree. I think all of those are independent variables. You can definitely have one without the other. I mean, obviously in the perfect situation, you would want them all to intertwine within the cycles. I mean, you can have love and be happy, but you definitely could have happiness, but not necessarily have the love side and definitely, you know, the sexual satisfaction that's a whole nother realm. I mean, it can bring you happiness and love, but to say that happiness is love, happiness is sexual satisfaction, it depends on the situation, it depends on the couple, depends on the dynamics of what's happening at that time. So hmm. so, 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 of the three, which, which would you put first? Love. Okay, that was, is love enough? No. I mean, that's a quick answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other than love, what do you require? Since let's, let's talk about it. What do you require in a healthy relationship, marriage? I already told you. Wait, what? Happiness, love, and sexual satisfaction. I that thought those were your hypothetical guests' answers. It was not. Those were your answers. <laughs> those were my answers. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but 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 who did you ask? That was Brenda, Leticia, Sean, Felicia, Don. <laughs> Okay, like, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. No, nah, but I, I agree. I, I gave with. those three answers because I feel like, you know, those are the three things you need. Obviously, you need more than that. Um, but I mean, that's a good starting point. You don't agree? You got to get the love, though. Right? Yeah, you got to work towards that. It doesn't start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But love. Entails a lot of factors, a lot of pieces. So for real, if 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 I only made sure you were happy, loved, and sexually satisfied, would that be enough? Yes. So in order for you to hmm. make me have those things, it's a lot of subsets under that. You making me happy, that could be you caring for me, you providing and protecting our family, protecting me. Uh, you loving on me, you dating me, uh, bringing excitement. So, 
I didn't say there's not other stuff. I just said those are three big things. And so if you're giving me the subsets under that um, sexual satisfaction, then yes, that's enough. I can make money. It's a lot of other things I can do. So if I have those three, I mean, it's not like you have to be the sole provider. I know some people want that. I'm not one of those people. You know that. Uh, I'm definitely not that female. Like, I still have that huge independent factor to me. Uh, I feel like sometimes maybe that is an issue and maybe it's not an issue to you. But for me, that would be enough. I can't speak for everybody else, but it definitely would be enough for me because I could get anything else. Okay, so we're going we gonna to dive a little deep into that. I'm, I'm going to ask you, um, what does it look like each so each each of the three? I'm, I'm, I'm going to save the sexual satisfaction for last. I'm going to ask you that right now. Um, but what does love look like? Um, friendship, respect, understanding, excitement desire that's what love looks like and you know all of those things are happening at different times that's you loving me that's what love looks like or at least that's how it feels to me that's you knowing when to give me space like maybe you're reading me and you're understanding like okay it seems like she got a lot going on let me give her a little time to herself love is you knowing okay let me help out with these kids a little more she in there yelling, going crazy on them. <laughs> Love is, she look like she's having a bad day. Let me cheer her up. Or let me just be in her space. So love is a lot. That's what love is to me. Love is not superficial. And what do they say? Love is kind, you know? Okay, she went biblical on us. <laughs> um, but because love is extremely important, clearly, not just in my book, but everybody's book, it's the centerpiece of it all, in my opinion. You know, everything that we do revolves around that emotion. Your love for being on the job. You could just love to hustle if you're in sales. You know, you, and that, that gives you some kind of gratification. Um, some people love cars. That's what they spend a lot of their time in. Because your time is spent in where your heart is is, is sent. That's, the, that's how the phrase goes, right? Your, your time is spent where your heart is sent. So if... Wherever your love is, where your time is going to be. So um, in relationships and marriage, I'm asking you, because you said deep love, you said friendship, you said passion. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember everything you said. But what does it look like? Give me an example of what love looks like. Love looks like. Let's say deep love. I think you said one of like, what, what, what does love look like? Deep love. Give um, me an example. Deep love is, you know, y'all spending that good quality time together, a candlelight dinner, y'all unwinding after a long week, uh, really diving into each other, you know, forgetting the kids, forgetting the work. Like, how are you? Love looks like being concerned for the other person. Are you good? You know, making sure that we're on the same page, finding out what do you need in this moment? Like, what can I do to make everything around you in this moment better. Like that's deep love. That's me digging deeper to find out what don't I see on the surface. So yes, I'm looking at you throughout the week. Yes, I'm noticing your mannerisms or your moods because you're moody. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so deep love is really, you know, going to that next level, like, you know, sitting down, like looking you in your face, like you're giving me an honest answer. And that could be something bad. Like what, what do you need in this moment? What can I do for you right now in this moment? That's deep love. Like that's me loving on you. This is an interview in case you ain't figured that out oh yet. We digging deep into this. Um, desire. What does, does love desire look like? What does that look like? Um, desire, that looks like fulfilling fantasies, making sure needs are being met, um, finding out and ensuring, making sure that our bodies are aligned with each other, like making sure you desire me. Am I doing enough? Um, my appearance, am I appealing to you? Are you appealing to me? Like making sure that we're desiring one another. Sometimes it's good not to know everything, I think. You know, even over the years, I always want to know that there's something I don't know yet. I was going to touch on that. That's crazy. You <laughs> said that um, the mental desire used to always want to get into my thoughts or right. get into my head. And then it in tune made me want to, what the hell was she thinking? How was she receiving this? Or So there's mental desire as well. Okay. All right. right. Okay. Like I said, it's an interview. I'm taking my <laughs> notes, making sure. I, I mean, that's a good it. point because I definitely, <laughs> I think in the beginning years, um, I mean, you're a Scorpio, not not to shade you, but... I'm about to say, better watch your mouth now. Um, there's so many facets <laughs> of you where I was trying to figure you out. Because, like, you know, I like to pinpoint things, but, I mean, I've learned I cannot do that with you. And it took me a long time to accept that you are not cut and dry. I am more cut and dry. Um, you are not so... I now know that I don't know everything he's thinking. I don't know every little thing that he's going to want, but I'm okay with that. He'll open up. He'll tell me in those different moments. So I think it's good because I think it would be maybe more boring if I knew everything you want and I was just like, here, here are the 10 things you want, boom. I mean, what what else would there be to look forward to? So desire leaves room for the unknown. And like I said, I use the word fantasy. Is that not what a fantasy is? Yeah. I mean, most people equate fantasy to uh, that other answer you gave, sexual satisfaction. But I guess fantasy would be, I mean, you can explain It's your it visual. Yeah. Fantasy is, is your visual. Um, I could say that with love, like what was my vision of love? I'm sure as a young kid, I envisioned being married, having someone, you know, my partner, we have kids together. We're taking trips. We're going out on dates. You know, that could be your fantasy at one stage, but... For some people, fantasy is totally sexual. I mean, you have some people where maybe their spouse is not enough. I mean, that definitely is a, a different conversation. Um, we definitely know of people <laughs> um, where they do have outside people in because that's a part of their fantasy. Um, that doesn't necessarily work for us, but fantasy is whatever you know you want to experience or you've thought about it or you've seen it and you're just curious you know, um, but sometimes they say curiosity killed the cat <laughs> too. Mm -hmm. So got to be careful with fantasy. I think some fantasies should be left alone and just thoughts. Um, Depending. But, That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> uh, what about you? I mean, you, you're really um, going in on me. So what's love to you? What does it look uh, like? For me, I'm going to go eternally, internal, then I'm going to go external. So for love for me, it's, it's waking up before you just to watch you sleep because that's when you look at most 
at peace at most, like just to watch you sleep with the sun just barely coming in the blinds type thing. Um, love is caring for your happiness more than mine. Like, yeah, let me make this sacrifice now because I'm, we're doing such and such and such later just to, like you have this, this you have levels of smiles. You got your, oh, I'm just smiling. Then you have your, oh, I'm happy. And then there's the ecstatic showing all pearly whites smile. That, that's the one we're going for. So that usually requires some sacrifice on my part. So putting your happiness before mine. Um, yearning for your smile. That's love. Like, what can I do to make her smile? What can I do to just keep her happy, keep her enjoying the moment and always recreating those moments that you enjoy? Um, it could be protection. Love is a spiritual and emotional feeling as well. So it could be protection on, on, on those facets. Um, love is kind, like you said. Love is respectful. But real love is healing, you know, where everyone's attempted to love at one point and had some form of heartbreak and then had to be reintroduced to love. So real love is healing, letting all the barriers down, you know, letting the real end, like, okay, this is finally me. I can be myself. And and, and that came from a time frame of healing with, with someone. Like I said, I'm speaking eternally, speaking for myself right now. And and real love is feeling the real love in return because you know it's reciprocated. So you give more because you know more is coming right back to you. So, Well, that's a good point. You said more is coming back because my question is when you said um, caring more for me, like, is that always good? Is that always safe? Like, well, how are you making sure you're okay? Or is that not to be questioned? Like, putting me first at I mean, all times. At the same time, it's kind of, uh, you remember that movie? Uh, it was Jamie Foxx and, and I think Gabrielle Union. He tried to bite himself. Oh, yeah. He and, and he said, it. like, only a crazy person could actually break the skin. To bite. It's the same thing. Like, um, yeah, I care more for her. I make a very, very valid effort in making sure I'm providing and doing what I need to do. But I ain't crazy. I'm not insane. I'm not going to not love myself. I'm not going to not take care of myself. So, like um, like I said, wifey is a foodie. So an easy one is if I know <laughs> I'm about to grab something to eat, making sure I call to make sure you or bring something, like something you're not even thinking about. It could be a restaurant that you love that's, 20, 30 minutes on the other side of town, making an effort to go get it. Like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to eat too, but I don't know. I'm not, maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> oh, no, I, I get it. I'm, but, I'm just asking because sometimes uh, you can get lost in loving someone. Like, I definitely have seen situations where someone is, you know, that's their all, like, every day. Like, it's all about, you know, what am I doing for this person? What does this person want me to do? What have they just asked me to do? Like, I feel like that could be overwhelming. You have to have the balance in the boundaries. I think we have good balance with that, but uh, I think you can get lost in love. Do you agree with that or no? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Uh, no, because like I said, it's, a, it's an internal switch inside you that's going to let you just, I think heartbreak can have you lost in love. But a healthy love, I don't think you can get lost in it. Like if 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 you consume with the fact of having this person, but this person don't want you, yeah, you lost. I mean, you can right, right. Now, if you know there's a growing process, you know where we're going, or y'all have end goals, or y'all have 
goals in general and you're giving and it's being received back, then no, I don't think you can be. I don't, I don't think you can get lost in it because the two of you are moving together. So I think heartbreak would have to bring bring you to be lost in love, in my opinion. That's true. Okay. All right, now, next one, happiness. What does happiness look like? Um, and let's I, take the materialistic out of it. I ain't talking about just buying gifts just because. <laughs> let's take the materialistic out of it. What does happiness look like? Or if you want to talk about a gift, elaborate on what makes the gift but you're saying what does happy look like? Does what does happiness look like in a marriage or just in general? Um, oh, we talking I mean, about if, relationships, baby. Well, then I think you have to be happy with yourself. Like the okay. individual part of you is a big part of the relationship. So happiness looks like self care, self awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can take a while, and maybe this is coming from the mom aspect because you know your time and who you are is split into so many people. Um, taking that moment to make sure, okay, am I okay? Am I happy? Because if I'm not happy and being fulfilled just with myself, just in the joy of my day, like, am I okay with the job I have? Am I happy with that? If the answer to that is no, you know what? That's a whole seven, eight hours of your day right there gone of unhappiness. But for me, happiness is, you know, loving what I do, loving being in a relationship, the person that I'm with and also enjoying life, like, you know, being happy with my friends, with my family, like being able to really stay true to me while still enjoying playing those other roles. Like that makes me happy, like being a good mom, being a good wife, you know, being successful. I don't like to lose at anything. I'm super competitive. So if I feel like I'm not the best in any sector, you know, that brings unhappiness. And then I feel like everything else starts falling off. Trickling. You, you kind of opened uh, a light bulb just now. Something light bulb kind of went off my head when you said that. Could you imagine being with somebody or married to somebody who's not happy with themselves, don't love themselves, like just completely, well, not completely unhappy, but, you know, just insecure or don't have. Well, insecurity is draining, so no. Like I couldn't, I don't get it. Like when you just said that, you said happiness is loving yourself first. Okay, um, which made me think, are there people who's been in marriages and one spouse grew to not love themselves or they grew to, because I know from, from a man's perspective, I know like a, a guy, well, I ain't gonna say no, obviously I ain't gonna say no names, but they were a breadwinner and then they may have lost their job and then that kind of lowered their self-esteem because they weren't being able to provide. I can get that because you can bounce back from that. You know, we don't do pity parties over here. You can always bounce back from adversity. And that's one thing I've learned. But imagine if someone's mentally losing themselves, and but they still are clinging into a wife. Could you imagine being in that situation or clinging to a spouse? No. No, I mean, that would, that would be too taxing for yeah. me, honestly. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Ain't no way in hell. <laughs> but, I mean, that's part of what we're talking about, love, is, like, I don't know if people remember that show that was on OWN. It was called Love Is with Nuri and Yasir. Um, basically, I think love that was the common situation that everybody runs into, two people from different walks of life, and that's not always the case. Uh, I know for me and you, 
to me, we're completely different. We don't come from different walks of life, but we as individuals are very different. And trying to combine the energy and the connection between two different people, but still navigating in the same direction, you're bound to run into challenges. I mean, that in itself, what opposites attract, yes, they do. But I mean, it's going to be a lot of different situations that you have to get over in knowing like, how do we navigate this together? Like what you want in certain things is totally different than what I want, but we still love each other. We still want to be happy. I mean, love is difficult at times. Mm -hmm. If we're being honest, love is not always nice. (laughs) And I I said that to to bring it around to to a point on, on the podcast, we are always give examples you know, um, of, of experiences that any topic that we that we talk about, Justin, believe there's been a, an experience that we've had in that. Um, and I said, I brought that question up. Could you be with someone who's um, may mentally have partially checked out of the relationship that don't love themselves or they feel some kind of way? Um, not to go into grave details, but we essentially had a small situation like that. And if you love somebody, and you 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 know they're not they're a shell of themselves right now. You can coach them out of that, not even out of that, but be there with them, show them support, offer them guidance, offer them love and care because that's mainly mm-hmm. all you can do. Support is huge in that, and through your support, through your continued support, love and 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 just guidance or just. Man, you can bring them right out of that situation. And not only they're going to be stronger, but they're going to be wiser and they're going to be better and they're going to be a better version of themselves. And the bond that the two of you create from that, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's, it's, un, it's, I can't even put it in words. So yeah. that's part of the reason why I'm asking that. What does love look like? Love looks like understanding during complete tough situations, situations, uh, patience. I mean, I know. You know, you you asked me about doing um, an episode about us losing a child. And here I am bringing it up because I told you no and that I would get to it. But, I mean, what you just said, I think that's, you know, definitely was a big situation for us. I mean, that happened 2017, us losing a child right right at the end, full-term child. Uh, I know for me, like, mentally, like, I feel like I, I lost myself. So I know, speaking from, you know, this standpoint now, I feel like it took me some years to bounce back from that. And I didn't really know that until I came out of it. So I know that during that time, I know I wasn't loving you the way I, you know, I should have or wanted to, but I just didn't have it in me. Like I really was trying to survive from day to day, like, oh, I'm okay. And on the surface, I was okay. And overall, I was okay. But it was so many like, man, like, what did I do? Like, what could I have, you know, done different? Like, you know, here we are, like, back down to one kid. Like, is that all on me? Like, so. Man, I remember, without going into grave details, I just remember telling myself, yeah, I'm in this too. Yeah, we in this 100% together, but this ain't about me. And you can literally see, borderline, I'm not going to say depression because we don't believe in that word, but you can see the level of anxiety, the level of blame. And I was like, it ain't about me. I'll grieve later. But that's why I asked the question earlier, like, you know, is that safe? I mean, looking at it now, thankfully we came out, but 
It, it was because, mind you, we had a three-year-old who all he knew was, you know, little, my little brothers and mommy tummy. And now we coming home, and it's just mommy, daddy, and no, no, no little brother. So keeping his head above water, introducing him to death early, um, and then preventing my wife from going into depression, making sure my house stayed positive, making sure the devil knew that he wasn't going to win, um, keeping our faith well-rooted because we never blame God. Right. But physically having to show, emotionally having to show that what love looked like on a daily in that situation further lets me know that, because it would have been easy to say, man, that whole situation just took a chunk out of us. Mm-hmm. Man, we can't bounce back from that. Let's just go our separate ways because that's what apparently so many people, a lot of people have done in that situation. But right. What does love look like? Love looks like holding your hand, staring adversity in the face and saying... For years. <laughs> for years. Okay, yeah, we, we we moving through this. We got an end goal. This ain't stopping nothing. You know, regardless how dark the clouds may be, how rainy the situation may seem, you got to realize the sun is still shining behind there. It's everlasting. There's no stopping it. You may not be able to see it. You may not be able to feel it. But through perseverance, through dedication and commitment... Anything is achievable, you know, and to be able to display honestly what love looks like in that darkest hour lets me know that any normal day, oh man, I got to be on a hundred any day to to let her know, look, we done been through hell and back. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can stand in our way. And that was a huge turning point in our marriage and it brought the best out of us. What doesn't kill you honestly makes you stronger. And I, I tell, I've been saying this for years. Like, I would not be the man I am. I would not be the husband I am. I would not be the provider I am. I would not have as lucrative as a career as I have if it was not for that situation, you know? So, right, because you threw yourself into, like, okay, let me throw myself into work. Let me. Threw myself into it all, like fitness. Mm-hmm. Like, people, I had got down. I graduated college at, I want to say, like 225 back in 2006. Um, even when I was a personal trainer, I didn't get down to nothing but like 220. Man, I got down to like 215 from 250 to around 215 pounds. I had to bury myself in the gym. It was the only place I can go and cry in peace. You know, <laughs> ain't nobody asking you what's wrong if you got sweat pouring off your face and tears mixed with it. Ain't nobody bothering you. Nobody know. They can't tell. So... Essentially had to, you know, engulf myself in the gym. But then I also threw myself in my work. Then I threw myself into being a, 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 a friend to my wife. And then threw myself into being the greatest provider and the greatest father for my son. I, like, I let myself be the distraction. So I didn't necessarily need it from you. We just talked about this on in the pilot. You know, um, life is a staircase. There's times when you were growing and I had to sit back and be in my support bag. And then there was times when I was growing and you had to sit back and be in your support bag. That was my time for you to grow. I didn't need to grow at that point. I just needed to provide. I just needed to show you that this ain't your fault. I needed to show you that the sun is still shining behind these dark clouds. I needed to show my son that, yeah, this is the the, the hardest thing I've ever been through. But look, daddy got his head high. Daddy's still supporting and smiling and hugging and showing love. So... I think that's where now, though, we see so many situations and stories on social media or even people around us. People give up real quick. 
Mm-hmm. Simplest thing, smallest thing happens, small disconnect, we out, we done. Uh, love is strong, you know? Love is really mm-hmm. strong. Like, love should be able to, I mean, take a beating, if you will. A lot can happen, but you have to know who you want to be with, who you want to grow with, who do you have that love for. And like I said, love is understanding because you're going to change. Those situations are going to change you. I'm never going to be the person I was in 2017, obviously, um, I uncovered a new me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. who's this new person? Let me stop trying to get back to that person. I I can't get back to that person. You know, I lost a part of me. So it's like, okay, what's going to fill this space, if you will? How do I grow out of this? And then, you know, that was love starting all over Mm -hmm. for us. I think like, like, okay, she's not the same. He's not the same. We both dealt with things in our own way while trying to stay as connected as possible. And then, loving each other again. And that was one example of me showing you how to, what love looks like. Because it's easy to show what love looks like when all is good, Mm -hmm. you know, when everything's on point. Can you show what love looks like in the face of adversity? That was an example of me doing that for her. This woman has been showing me what love looks like since we first met. Like I proposed to her February of 2012 got fired <laughs> June of 2012. I'm like, y'all, please don't fire me right now. I just asked this woman <laughs> to marry me. Oh, she didn't even flinch. Oh, you good? You're going to find another job? Luckily, did I know? I mean, well, little did I know that that firing was setting me up for the next job because the next job doubled my salary. Right. Okay, boom, keep going. When when, when I am changed careers, I quit my job because my books started to do well. My books were doing well. I quit the job I had. Because uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a full-time author. I'm going to find another means of income to kind of supplement things. That another means of income didn't come quick enough. Like I took, what, 40 grand out of my out of my annual earnings <laughs> for almost two years in that process. Never once did she flinch. We're talking about financially. You just took 40 grand out of your household annually. And never once did she flinch, continuing to show me what love looked like. So when the situation came in 2017 with our son, it was muscle memory of we going to keep it moving. We going to hold hands. We going to give thanks to God and we going to keep it moving. You know? So what does love look like to y'all in your relationship, right. in your marriage? You know, it's easy to show what it looks like when things are all good. Can you stare in the face of adversity? Love is also, almost a uh, trial and error. What is it saying about what vows do we take? You know, we were talking about vows. Right. You know, I mean, with the vows, the last line of that is I promise to love and cherish you. It doesn't say in the first two years, in year six and seven, it says I promise to love and cherish you. So, I mean, some people make their own vows, which is a okay, but that's coming from traditional wedding vows. And if you back it up, you know, to have and to hold from this day forward. Mm. So it doesn't say to have and to hold for 10 years until something goes bad. It doesn't say to have and to hold until this person loses their job and now we're not where I thought it would be. To have and to hold from this day forward. Mm. Uh, forward is a strong word that means to keep going. <laughs> to keep going. Um, also, for better or for worse. <laughs> We said on the first episode, 
been a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows mm-hmm. for richer or for poor. You mm-hmm. just said that. I feel like we've gone through all the different stipulations of the wedding vows uh, in sickness and in health. Oh, God. You don't just have to be physically sick. Oh, you gosh. can be mentally sick. Oh. Uh, I mean, coming on that, let's let's talk oh, about we you. We're going to talk about the physically sick part. <laughs> um, out of nowhere, since the age 35, I've developed a, a, a shrimp allergy. Not all... Uh, shellfish just shrimp in discovering I had a shrimp allergy oh this woman had to literally be with me through sickness and in health several times because multiple. we didn't know what was making I'm talking sick. about we didn't know what it was multiple like nurse queen shea bedside nurse changing out everything trust and believe what does love look like most of y'all won't even go give your man some tissue if he in the bathroom <laughs> about handling business and ain't got none let alone Switch out trash cans or vomit every hour on the hour because somebody got food poisoning for the fourth time in a year. like Right, and it was crazy because it kept happening. (laughs) I mean, we're a big seafood family, so we had, what do we have, seafood Christmas? We keep a seafood Christmas. I'm talking about the lobster tails, crab legs, shrimp, crab cakes, the whole nine. So we went through like three holidays (sighs) of you getting sick and nobody realizing the the common denominator was shrimp. People thinking, you, know, you 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 must have been drinking too much last night. Right, alcohol right. poison. No, no, no. Right. Uh, but but that's what love looks like, you know. And we challenge each one of our listeners to to discover what it looks like for you. And not only discover it, discuss it with your spouse in detail. And let that be a conversation piece to to get to know each other on a deeper, more subconscious level. Or even starting out. I mean, if you're thinking about being married to someone I mean really understand that marriage entails a lot I always tell people marriage is not for the weak and weary and I stand by that I will always say that um, right before we got married and I do mean right before we got married before I walked down the aisle before they opened the doors my dad literally said if Grant does not change anything else about himself from today forward are you okay with that if you feel like you're about to make him into this different person that you see in your head, do not walk down this aisle. We will tell everybody it's not happening. And that really stuck with me. My friends can tell you, anybody that has gotten married, I have asked them that question. Are you okay with this person as they are today? If they never change one thing, are you okay with all the good, all the bad? If so, go for it. If not, you may want to reconsider. Hold on, now why your pops had to word it like that? You know, you know, my dad is real. So I mean, that, that's the best I, way I, he could word it. I was still on my best behavior in front of him back then. Like, it's not about your best behavior. My father knows me. Okay. He also mm. knows, you know, my expectations for mm. life. You know, he's a great father, so I'm sure he just uh-huh. really wanted me to understand. Like, uh-huh. yeah, are yeah. you okay with him? We uh-huh. don't know who you're gonna be. You know, after that day. Exactly. No, so a, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I'm just playing. But um, but yeah. Uh, just a quick recap. Uh, just because we wanted, we dropped a couple of nuggets. I know we took a sharp turn, but it it, it served its purpose to display what love looked like. Um, first, identifying your happiness. Right. Self care was with your happy. You can't be happy. You can't be in a relationship with somebody. And not be happy with yourself and expect right. them to also be happy. So and they don't owe you that. They cannot make you right. happy. Right. Outside happiness doesn't should not affect your inside happiness. So make sure you discover your happiness with yourself and for your spouse, you know. 
um, love. Discover what love is, what it mm-hmm. actually looks like. You know, how does it feel? What do you expect? What do you plan on giving? Make sure you have these discussions openly with your partner. Or if you're in the process of of dating, you know, uh, make sure you 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 establish what it is. What what? How does it feel? And right. what you expect? And if it doesn't feel right, maybe it's not right. Mm-hmm. And sexual satisfaction. <laughs> uh, make sure I save that one for last. Oh, my um, gosh. I don't even know if we got time to tackle that one on this episode, but uh, we definitely going to ask that question to start off on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But make sure you uh, we, we, we'll make sure you understand yourself. Make sure you understand your mental and you're prepared to to display love and display happiness as well as receive love and receive happiness. Right. Take time out to love yourself. And on that note, we're going to jump into what? Either or neither. Either or neither. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this week, either or neither is on me. Uh, as we stated I'm last scared. week, you have the rules. Either you can pick one or neither. But if you go with neither, then you need to offer something that is at least at the same level. Okay. So here we go. Either or neither. Zip lining naked through the jungle with the tour guide. Or... Mile high club experience on a private plane, but all of your immediate relatives are on board. Damn. That's a good one. I can't just be ziplining naked, you know. <laughs> Things might catch a branch oh. on my way by or something, you know. A little snack. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we can't afford none of that. You know, we call me Third Leg Williams for nothing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know about... Uh, I can't do the nasty of my if if my people are as bad as I want to join the Mile High Club. Ooh, I can't. Um, all right, I'm at to go with neither, and my compromise is we gonna be in the on on the private plane. Um, we're gonna have to have some drapes or some uh, door of some sort. Still with the relatives on They can hear you all they want. They can hear me all they want. I don't care, but they can't be watching. I can't see eyeballs on me. I never said they were watching you. you, Hold up, hold up, hold up. So I said Mile High Club experience on a private plane, but all of your immediate relatives were on the plane. I never said they were watching. Have you seen a private jet? I have. It's essentially one open compartment. The only part that's really close. Well, according to how size it is. Right. Uh, So certain certain private jets, the only part that's closed, it would be the cockpit where the the pilots are. Then if you get the bigger ones, I guess there's rooms and whatnot. You're talking about a bigger one with private. Oh, Mile High Club all day then. I retract (laughs) my my last remarks from the council, Yana. I'm going to go with the Mile (laughs) High Club. If they can't see me, I just can't have people watching me do do things that I do. That won't bring you orgasmic vibes? (laughs) <laughs> not with mama, not with with with, I with said mama Michael's relatives. Uh-uh, I didn't say no. your mom. Okay, um, no, not with none of the cousins. No, uh-uh. no, they can't see me. Nah, they can hear all they want. You know, they can formulate their own, but they can't see. All right. Well, on that <laughs> note, we gonna vibe out. We hope y'all check us out on Thursdays and get more of orgasmic vibes. Signing out. Peace.